This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by K-Pop Sunday before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Onyx, Min, and JR. Welcome to episode 14. We actually had a completely different episode planned for this week, but with all the worldwide mess going on right now, we wanted to talk about something a bit more wholesome and nice. So no drama, no sadness, just good vibes going. And we do really hope that all of you are staying safe out there. So let's begin with some glow-ups, shall we? So the first glow-up we're going to talk about is Jung from JYJ, formerly from TVXQ, also as Don Bonshinki. Jung had dreamed of being a singer since he was a kid, but he was tone deaf. Still, he didn't give up, and because he kept on practicing, he eventually was accepted into SM Entertainment and became a singer. Yay for Jung. I seriously didn't know he was tone deaf, so that's really Yeah, cool. I didn't either. Yeah. I knew that just because I was in the fandom for so long. <laughs> so, it's one of those things where I heard other fans talking about it, and I'm like, Right. Oh. And like, actually, in researching for this episode was the first time I ever saw a source for it. Hmm. So, like, hearing, like, the full context from Jung's own mouth, that was really interesting to me. Basically, like, people had made fun of him. Like, all of his friends were like, you're tone deaf, you can't be a singer, give up, kid. And he's Aww. like, no, I'm gonna do it. And they're like, yeah, right. And he also said, I want to be like H.O.T. <laughs> like, that was... That's so cute. And... And like, which is really adorable because I've said this before about how he is good friends of Muni Jun and how he used to look up to Muni Jun and he always wanted to do a collab. He's like, I, I Muni Jun remembered Jae Jung as his fan because he's like, you were one of the few guys in the audience. <laughs> so, so we were glad to have you. <laughs> you have no idea how much the guys look forward to seeing you there. So Jun was like, oh, so good, wholesome thing. So another wholesome glow-up comes from an actual member of HOT. Let's talk about Jaywon. So from the beginning and throughout most of HOT's time that they were together originally performing, he was the youngest member. He still is the youngest member. He hasn't quite broken 40 yet. <laughs> That's Well, that he might be 40 by the time this episode comes out. He was generally like in the background, didn't have a lot of lines, and unfortunately... Every single HOT fan I've spoken with since I got to Korea has said, oh, you like Jaywon? Why? Like, the HOT original fans, like, even, like, the more hardcore ones, they talk very meanly about him. And they're like, he doesn't matter. Uh, which oh. I have a huge problem with as a very big J1 fan. So by fans, he wasn't really regarded very highly. They're like, eh, he's in the background. But the HOT members always loved him very much. And that's important because after HOT disbanded, him and then two of the members, Tony and Wuhyuk, uh, made JTL which was a little trio they had. And unfortunately, though, it went on a hiatus, and it, they're still on hiatus. They technically haven't broken up. And sometimes you'll see them popping into each other's stuff, and they're like, yeah, JTL, HOT. But there was a long time where uh, J1 had solo promotions. Unfortunately, he never received much attention of his work outside of HOT. Like, his main solo song that people know is the song, like, I'm So Hot. And he has lyrics like, I'm so VIP, you better respect me. <laughs> But And so a lot of people were kind of like, yeah, sure, you're the hot guy, sure. And also it didn't help that he kind of was like in the background of his own song. <laughs> it was very weird being like a solo singer, but still he wasn't that much of a focus in his own thing. But luckily when he went to China and he did Chinese promotions, there a lot of those tracks were actually really 
good and like it was actually the first time i've ever seen choreography that fully utilized his long limbs because he's a very tall guy and back in hot days he was called the octopus sometimes because he's got very long gangly limbs and so people made fun of him for it and he really did not like that he was like please don't call me that so so the choreography in one of his chinese tracks it's the time he really has like a lot of high kicks and a lot of movements where it's like if you don't have long limbs like him it's hard to do it and look good i've tried (laughs) so (laughs) yeah so but a lot of hot fans actually don't pay attention to his chinese stuff which makes sense but still there was an incident though and he went into the military but he came back and the HOT members, and we're going to talk about this incident later, were very supportive. They all came to meet him. But unfortunately, he didn't really resume solo activities because in early 2015, it was revealed that he was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And he thought he would have to give up his dream of being a singer. And he's talked about that numerous times about how he was just like, well, I guess I'm done. However, that doesn't end there. Because H.O.T. refused to let him go, which is something I think is awesome. Like, Conkta has a radio show, and Hijun was on a couple of different variety shows. Every chance they got, they would invite J1. They're like, come with me. Or like, Wuyak would invite him to stuff. Tony, though, big brother Tony, looked after him because after he recovered from cancer, Tony invited him to join his company. He finally persuaded him to join as a DJ. And he came under the DJ name DJ Want. And then that eventually, he got invited to a lot of places. Like, I was actually really proud of him. And he opened, like, an Instagram account. And it's a very good thing. Then he ended up joining in the HOT reunion. And on the personal side of him, last year he became an MC for some of the shows that he appeared with Tony on. And he opened his own YouTube channel. But my favorite thing is that he became a professionally licensed boxer. And so his group isn't more like, oh, he overcame something. He overcame a lot of people who say like, oh, you don't matter, you aren't good. And the best thing, though, is that at the last concert, the last reunion concert H.O.T. did last year, J1 performed I'm So Hot, and he has grown into it. Because I've watched fan cams of it. He is so much more confident in himself, and also I feel like his stage presence has gotten so much better, and like he's a much better performer now. And he is so much happier. So just really wanted to mention this glow up mainly because it didn't happen when he was a kid, teenager, early 20s. It happened when he was close to 40. That was when he had his glow up. So never too late to improve or change. Yeah, I think stories like that are important because I feel like a lot of people around our age, they feel like they failed if they haven't come into themselves, like in their late teens, in their 20s. A lot of that stuff, it happens when you're older and you shouldn't feel like you aren't anything because you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve yet. It takes time and it doesn't necessarily mean that it'll never happen. Just yeah, takes time, guys. (laughs) And also, I think it's also important to mention that a big reason why he had this gulp was that he had friends supporting him the whole time. Like, back in HOT's day, especially the early days around debut, the members, especially Hee-Joon, would push him to the front of the camera. Like, okay, J1 gets his time. And then there's one stage performance that they did where the camera guy was trying to focus on Tony and he was pointing to J1. He's like, film him, not me. Oh. And there there were a, quite a few times where, if you watch the music video for Hangbook, at one point, Hee-Joon pushes Kong to out of the way 
and he pulls <laughs> Jaywon to the front because Kongtia got hit a lot by Heejun in that music video. But they were having a good time. And also they might have had heat stroke, which might have affected that because they were out in the middle of summer wearing very heavy clothes. But yeah. uh, friends mean a lot, especially because the members, they're like, okay, the public doesn't really care about him, but I care about him. Mm-hmm. So they would say, oh, J1, if I could do anything, I would like to do with J1. And then um, when J1 had his solo promotions in China, Tony flew up and was like an MC for it and was like really promoting him. And anytime he's on a show, he brings him. And J1 is now in this little friend group that Tony has with J Duck and Suwon from Deskies. Like, they're all friends all together, the four mm-hmm. of them. And it's very wholesome. It's great because a lot of people are like, oh, they're rivals, which was never really a true thing in the first place. That was a media hype. Well, and also J-Duck wanted to hype it too. He's the problem. He's a sweet boy though. <laughs> but it's just to, goes to show you that when you support someone, you have no idea how much that can do for them. And that's another thing. Yeah. I feel like... Even more generally, because this doesn't, it it hasn't only happened with Jaywon and HOT, but just fans excluding a member is mm-hmm. always really, it's really frustrating to me. And it's also really weird because yeah. they're all in one group. I'm not saying you have to love every member like they're your own child. Right. That is not what I'm saying. But there's no need to be unkind to a member. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And the thing that I especially learned with Super Junior and JR, you're a fan of Super Junior a bit, so you might get this too, is that whenever people say, oh, we don't need this person, Super Junior is an example of when one person goes away, how much that affects the group and their music. Oh, definitely. And their promotions. Mm -hmm. Like, to see Hongung leave and how dramatically different Super Junior is from the time that he left after their third album to now... And or even like just the jump from the third album to the fourth album. Yeah, they lost Keep 'em too and Hanga and Kanging. Just you don't realize how much someone contributes to a group until they're not there. Which like as much as I kind of worry about that, yeah. Yeah, you can't go back after that. So appreciate your idols while they're still together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's well that's what I was gonna say, is especially like with like military enlistments that come up and like they miss like a certain member. Pay attention to how different the group is dynamically and also their, especially their music because it's going to have a different sound. It might even be a different tone without that person there. Mm-hmm. So everyone matters. That's the conclusion. And you can improve. You're never over. So Min, I've had my two boys. Why don't you talk about your friend? <laughs> I, your idol. <laughs> I... I really struggled coming up with somebody who has a glow up, and I'm not entirely sure if my contribution really is a glow up, but I really wanted to talk about Ailee and her becoming more comfortable in her own skin, and also starting to speak out about how much she struggled with her weight and her diet and how badly the intense scrutiny of girl groups physiques are and how it has affected her and other idols yeah i just really appreciate that she managed to talk about it and she seems okay now 
Like, I I don't know her, but she seems better now than what she did back in, back in the day. And I really just wish her the best. And I hope more people would talk about issues like the intense diet culture that is in K-pop. Not just for women, but for men too. Yeah, A definitely. lot of very not good diets for all idols. And more people should talk about it. And there should be a way less focus on how people look. As long as they're good performers, it doesn't really matter. It's a great message. <laughs> that might have been no, no. Sad. It was good. I don't know. I liked it. No, it's important to when you're not confident in yourself. Finding that confidence is very hard. So, like when you get there, it's like that's pretty good. That's important. Yeah. Do you have any glow ups you want to mention, Jr? Yeah, I also struggled to think of a glow up to talk about, but then the more I thought about it, this one came to mind, and that's Sungwan from Seventeen. He has always been really funny. I mean, just going back to pre-debut, even to a little bit after debut, and then when they started getting their own variety and reality shows. So he's always been really funny, and everyone in the group knew that, Pletus knew that, so it was really cool to see him just grow from being funny within the Carrot fandom to him slowly being added to variety shows. And then he actually went on to be a permanent member of the show Unexpected Q, which I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you guys would like that show because they do a lot of old music and they talk about a lot of old music and it's also really funny and Sungwon is really funny so if you like 17 I highly suggest it but he went from that to winning the rookie award at NBC's entertainment award show in 2018 and he's pretty young so it's really cool to just see him come into this kind of like idol I don't know if I want to call it comedian but idol reality star that he's really moving up in the variety realm which is cool to watch so yeah yeah i'm also oh i also thought of two more people so one of them i have to mention because i feel like this is one i pay attention a lot to bts's Jin. oh i was gonna mention him i'm really proud of him he's a good example of hey i have no expertise but i'm going into this thing <laughs> and okay i'm going to figure out i'm gonna learn it that was really inspirational to me. It's like, yeah, I don't know the thing, but I can learn. Like that's, mm -hmm. especially because everyone's like, oh, he didn't even start idol training until he was in his 20s. It's like, right. I, I definitely have more respect for him. And I feel like I talk about it too much. So I'm not going <laughs> to talk about it anymore here. But I just, especially with the latest promotions of On, just, I'm just really proud of him. I, I'm very proud. The other person I want to mention is uh, Yesung from Super Junior. <laughs> because Yesung for a long time, it's like, uh, he's just the weirdo with the deep voice. And like a lot of people were just like bagging on him a lot. But that never really stopped him. Like he had a dream of being an actor, but a lot of people were like, eh, not for you. But now like he's been in musicals, he's been in dramas. And the two dramas I've seen him in, one of them was All... AWL. That one was really good. Even though, like, he was only a supporting character, but he did such a good job. And also, it introduced me to one of my favorite dramas. And then the other one he did was Voice. And he was on the first season as a dispatcher. And he did a really good job. And I genuinely liked the whole drama. So he introduced me to that one as well. So I'm very thankful for that. And also, more people are acknowledging his voice. And I'm just, I'm just very happy that he got something that he wanted. And also, people are sort of respecting him a bit more. Not necessarily his group, but like fans. Or way more respecting than they used to be. Yeah, that's been awesome to see. Let us... 
now transition into the transition that JR wanted to say. The transition's gone. <laughs> you used it. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, going kind of back to what Onyx was saying about Jin, because I feel like this is one that comes to mo- people's mind a lot when they think about this, but there used to be this trend of making one of the idols in a group their role was to be like the cool mysterious person and that means they were really quiet and you never really got to see much of their personality but oftentimes when the group becomes more established they have a lot more freedom and those members break out of the confines of that image and they're able to show a lot more of their personality and i feel like that counts as a glow up because you get to see what they're really like and that's always fun okay yeah so the next section that we'll go into is i called it happy tear inducing situations so you're happy for the member but it also makes you cry i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah onyx you have something to mention yeah so once again going back to hot because of course so i actually have two for this one after hot broke up there was kongta hijun jtl they were very separate but right before hijun enlisted into the military JTL surprised him at his last concert. They're like, hey, buddy, we love you still and we miss you. Like, it was a very happy thing because people were not expecting it. But the main military story about HOT that I want to discuss is J1's discharge from the military. Because, as I mentioned, he was not a very popular member. But that didn't mean that people didn't love him. But people just weren't as expressive about it. So when he was about to be discharged, he had... Thought maybe a couple fans will come, but he was not expecting the reception that he got. So not only did a ton of fans show up, people got him a cake, but also every single member came. It was the first time since disbandment that all five of them were together. And there's two good things about it. One of them is that nobody told the other members, like, they had not planned it out. They just all showed up? Yeah, they went, you know what? J1's getting discharged in the military. I should I should go. And nobody talked to anybody. No one told J1. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And nobody told the fans. Nobody had planned it. They were just like, yeah, I miss him. And everyone just came over. Like, the uh-huh. media was like, yeah, J1's going. I better go too. Like, literally, like, everyone stopped and went to say hello to J1. <laughs> and no one said, nobody told anyone anything. So... Everyone showed up and they were like, oh, you're here. You're here. We're all here. So J1 was just like shell-shocked to see everyone there waiting for him, happy. And then also H.O.T. together said, hello, we are H.O.T. They introduced themselves as H.O.T. for the first time since disbandment in 2001. And the other thing that's kind of touching is that the news wanted them to do like a couple of different shots of them like hugging J1. And Hijun full-on jumps into his arms and nearly knocks him over because Hee-Joon is very bouncy. But even today, though, if you see J1, uh, J1 and Hee-Joon together, Hee-Joon will automatically grab him by the neck because J1's quite a bit taller. He's like a head taller than Hee-Joon. Although there's sometimes where J1 just put his head on Hee-Joon's shoulder because he's like, that's where my neck belongs. But it's not only that, that he, like, tackled him. Some genius, or they might be a monster, decided to put the song Hangbok over this moment. Hangbok is Korean for happiness, and that was 
their track and I will talk about a bit more in, later in the episode but just to the editing the fact that everyone came together and was so supportive of J1 and just the outpouring of love and togetherness that was just such a good moment and I like going back and watching the videos of it you can tell that everyone was just this is a happy moment and we're having fun it was just everyone had a good moment mm-hmm. so I'm very happy about it okay J1 who do you have do you call me J1 <laughs> <laughs> Okay, JR. <laughs> what do you have? One thing that really gets me every time I watch a clip like this, even honestly, just going through stuff for this episode was making me emotional. And I don't know if it's because I've been stuck in the house so long and I haven't had fresh air <laughs> or what. I'm going a little bit crazy, guys. But when idols see their parents after a really long time, and I feel like this happens a lot with idols who come from the U.S. or foreign idols whose parents are not as easily available to them. Available is a weird word to use. (laughs) But it's just, it's not as easy for a lot of these idols to see their parents as some of the ones that live in South Korea. So one that comes to mind is Jackson, when JYP brought his parents from China to South Korea for Christmas. That is a very it's 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 hard to watch but it's also really sweet and then also i saw yesterday a clip of jesse she said that she hadn't seen her parents in south korea since she had debuted and jesse debuted a long time ago so i'm assuming she meant that she had gone to the u.s a couple times but they had never come to south korea i think that's what was being said there but that's still a very long time and a lot of people like in the comments were saying oh it's so out of character for her to cry but it's a very tear inducing moment so did you see the one where she tried on wedding dresses oh no i didn't that sounds like it would be difficult to watch (laughs) Oh. <laughs> okay, so as a newest fan, watching the group go on to produce 101 season 2 was really difficult to watch because they really played up on the fact that they had not made it under Pletus, which is understandable, but it was also really difficult to watch because they're bearing their hearts on the screen and you're like, oh, but you guys are so good. You should have made it. Anyway, so shortly after the show ended, the song Hello started climbing on the charts and it hit the top three on multiple charts and it ranked on a week of Inkigayo, which is crazy because that does not usually happen. Usually on music shows, it's only recent releases that end up making it onto the part where they announce the winner of the week, like the song that won of the week. So they ended up being, I believe, in the top three for that week. And fans in Korea started calling it Zombie Seo because the title in Korean is Yobo Seo. And it like came back from the dead. And that is why they called it that. But the thing is, that song came out in 2013. I think it was early 2013 in the winter slash spring. And that season of Produce took place in 2017. So that's like a four and a half year gap. It was a really long stretch of time for a song to come back into the charts. And it was also, it was really cool because... I mean, if any of you have watched the end of Produce 101 Season 2, you know that only Minhyun got into the final ranking, so the other four members ended up creating a subunit, and that subunit did really well during that time. So it was a really difficult time to be a newest fan because of everything that happened with the show, but it also did a lot of good for newest. 
So yeah, it was really cool to watch them become more appreciated for what they did. And then also they ended up getting their first win. At least Newest W did. Newest didn't get their first win until Minihun came back. But that goes into my next point, which is first music show wins. And it goes really for any group, but especially the ones that have been on the scene for a really long time and they've been holding out for that win. So for instance, Newest, I think they hold the record for the longest group since debut to get a music show win. They debuted in 2012 and they didn't get it till 2018. So that's six years yeah and then one that always comes to mind is jaehyun from and flying when he started crying after they got their first win the whole thing with rooftop is really cool how it ended up shooting up the charts after like i don't know was it two months after the song came out and they were able to get a first win for that song and it was really cool because a lot of difficult things happened for and flying before that so yeah somebody segue i can't talk anymore (laughs) One that I want to mention, though, is also that in the military, Jaejun and Yuno met up publicly for the first time since the split of TVXQ. And it was just really awesome because they were friends before debut. And just the fact that, like, they made it, then they had, like, the split and they weren't supposed to talk to each other. And there's a lot of bad stuff. But the fact that they got to meet up in the military and, like, they talked and, like, their families talked. And it was just very heartwarming to see those two because everyone knew how close they were. So to see them, like, they still were happy to see each other. Mm-hmm. That was so sweet to watch. Yeah. Just... I'm I'm a big sucker for people who were friends in the industry, but then they've been separated, and then to see them again and how happy they are to see each other, like that's a big deal to me. Like Hee Chul and Hongung. Yeah, I was gonna mention that they were just so. It was just so sweet, like to see, especially because you can tell that they're like, I missed you. I love that. Let's talk about some more things that happened that were very sweet. So one of them I want to talk about is that when once again HOT we're promoting Hangbok, which once again. It means happiness, but it's often translated as full of happiness. They found out about a young HOT fan who was the caretaker of her mother, and the group bought her a dress, flowers, tickets to their concert, and a bus pass to get to the concert. And it was kind of being advertised to the girl as, oh, these people are doing a show on you and how you're a dedicated HOT fan who takes care of your mother. She did not know, though, that the whole time HOT were appearing in disguise around her to give her items and to make her smile like Kongta was one of the first ones and he appeared as the mailman at her house and he put a dress in her closet and he looked around her room he's like wow she's a good fan and then at one point one of the members gave her flowers and like she met every single one of them and they were all like being very sweet to her and then she got to the concert and they ended up calling her on stage and saying, hey, this is a really good fan of ours. We're doing this whole song about happiness and she is the definition of that. And so they did a lot of good things to her. But then also, they also brought her mom to the concert. Like there's video of Jaywon literally lifting her mom out of the wheelchair and then putting her like in the van, like carrying her down from like the apartment because the mom was not able to do that. And it wasn't, I don't think they were in an apartment that had an elevator either. So it was very heartwarming. And so then her mom was there. HOT fans were proud of her. HOT was proud of her. And it's like, yeah. And also this whole day, HOT has been spending their time with you and you didn't even know it. And 
this is a video that it's I find it every now and again on YouTube but I've not found it recently but whenever I do I will absolutely link it because it is very heartwarming and how proud they were like I'm pretty sure HOT went into the show like hey we found an HOT fan who takes care of her mother like you're gonna assist them and they were like yeah let's do it but then they genuinely really got into it that's cool yeah, that was really sweet Jared, do you have a story like that this one is kind of general but I really love to see when members of groups graduate high school and their group members go and support them and this happens a lot more with like foreign members and members from places other than Seoul because a lot of times it's difficult or there's other reasons as to why the idol's family members cannot attend. So watching their members go and support them almost like their family is always really heartwarming for me to watch personally. And also another one that's kind of general is... I've seen a lot of groups do this, actually, but the one that comes to mind most recently is how Seventeen brought an S-Coops fan picture everywhere they went on tour because he wasn't able to participate. So it's like, you're not here, but we love you still, and we want to make sure that fans know that we wish you were here as much as they do. So yeah, shall we talk about some charity work? Yeah, let's do it. It's very good things. So there's a lot of times where fans want to give idols presence and such but guess what sometimes idols like to turn that back on their fans and go donating stuff so the first case of rice donation which is very common today happened in 2007 at shin Hesong's solo concert he is a member of shinhua He's the big vocalist. You'll know him when you see him. It used to be more common to get them banners or give flowers. And actually, giant flower displays are a common thing for celebrations in Korea. Like, there's actually one downstairs at the restaurant that just opened in my apartment. But him instead doing, like, donations instead from fans. So rice donations is a bit of a departure from social and cultural norms in Korea. But I think that it's a good thing because it led to fans turning their money from, oh, we're going to give gifts to a celebrity who already has stuff to, hey, let's go donate stuff in our idol's name. So, and there's a lot of cases for that, such as there's quite a few forests that have been named after different idol groups. And I think that's pretty cool. There have also been a lot of donations for serious disasters. So there's been a lot of things that I think, I think Min knows way more about this than me. So Min, could you uh, tell us more about it? Backtrack a little bit. On the topic of forests, there are very, 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 very many forests that have been named after idols and K-pop groups. Some have been planted by K-pop fans, others have just been donated to. Many of them are in Korea. Not all of them exists anymore, but some notable ones are like the Soteji Forest in Brazil, J-Dragon as a forest, the Sunny Forest for SNST's Sunny. There was also forests for EXO, RAIN, the Hiyori, Super Junior, SHINY, and so many more. It's a lot of forests. And also a lot of schools. But it's not only the K-pop fans that do donations. Many artists and entertainment companies have to disaster reliefs and stuff. And many of them also donate uh, anonymously. There are many groups and idols that are known for their donations. Like IU has been donating to the Green Umbrella Child Fund since 2015, I think. There are so incredibly many K-pop artists that have done a lot of charitable work 
So we can't possibly name all of them because that would take hours. One group we want to highlight for doing charity work. Obviously, all charity work is really great. And we applaud the groups and companies that have donated to various campaigns and charity funds and things like that. But BTS is known on quite the global scale for their work, especially their UNICEF Love Myself campaign. And they have also had merch sales go towards UNICEF and their work. Sean of Jinushan actually tagged them to do the ASL Ice Bucket Challenge a few years back when that was a big thing, and they participated in that. Jimin has been donating to his old elementary school, and ARMY have also donated to something called Magic Breakfast. So they have done a lot of charity work, and it's really cool to watch them give back along with their fans. And the few that we mentioned are not all of them. Not right. even close to all of them that BTS has done. Just some pretty recent ones. Currently, as we're recording this episode, the 2020 Twitch Stream Aid is happening, which is a charity stream that features music artists from all over the world and in all genres of music, and even G-Idol, Monster X, and Stray Kids are going to perform. So now you know when we recorded this episode and how long that was ago. <laughs> There's also hopefully going to be another huge charity event involving musicians called the Global Goal Alive, the Possible Dream, which is a charity concert that's going to be held at the same time in five different continents which was launched by the Global Poverty Project, and it's hopefully going to be held on September 26th, 2020. And the concert in Asia is hosted by SM Entertainment, which is cool. cool. Yeah. So let's jump over to some of our favorite uplifting songs. The first song I want to talk about is Hangbok by H.O.T. The main reason for that is that the lyrics are basically full of happiness. It's being happy about being nervous about meeting someone again after a long time of being apart and how that person gave you so much happiness. So now you want to repay that kindness and bring them happiness through this meeting. And the song is just very jokey, very light. And I absolutely love the choreography. Well, choreography is a very loose word for what they do on stage. There's certain times where it's only Jaywon who's dancing because the rest of the members are just wandering. But there's a lot of happiness. Like at one point they get together and they do the can-can. They kind of smash against each other. There also is a reference to them pointing out each member and, oh, Jaywon is a shy, shy, shy guy. Like they give each other's like nicknames, sort of. And the music video is very funny because it's H.O.T. basically being overheated on a tennis court and they're doing funny stuff. Like at one point the HOT members who are just supposed to be in the background, they steal a table umbrella and then they bring it up to shade Jaywon, who's up in a very high tennis chair. And it's because he's so tall and he's also the youngest. So they come and they help him. And the music video shows someone who's been working really hard at training to do well at tennis and then they finally do it. And HOT is in the audience and they're all hugging and cheering. And it's a very bright and loving song. So when that song was used for J1 returning, it was just like, oh, they are living their song. Like, they made a song for themselves, like, 10 years in the past. That was just absolutely just incredible. And also, they released that song right when the Asian financial crisis started. So it was just very good timing. The next track I really want to talk about before just starting to list some good songs is Protagonist by Turtles. Turtles had just lost their most influential member, but they wanted to have a sort of 
final song. So they brought in a new member and they sang the song, which is about being the main character in your own life and how you're going to accomplish your goals and how things are going to be okay. And it is a very comforting and uplifting song. So if you're struggling, it's a good song to listen to. Um, Some other... Honorable mentions, I've got to mention, of course, Jarum's Ha 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 song, because not only are the lyrics very uplifting, but also the music video is hilarious, as is the song itself. So I highly recommend it. That's an old song, but it is classic. Another one that used to be like my main song to cheer me up was Cherry Filters, Flying Duck. And then the last two I have to mention are Ace's Cactus and Got Seven's Just Right. Min, could you please tell us about your uplifting songs? I don't really know any like truly uplifting songs, but some of the songs that make me feel happy and energized would be Red Velvet's Power Up, because it's so fun, as well as pretty much anything by Crayon Pop, because their songs just make me happy, and also pretty much all Orange Caramel songs that are a bit more upbeat, I just- I love them so much! Especially the Gangnam song, Walking Down Gangnam Avenue, I think it's called. It's great, and I'm so sad it doesn't have a dance, because that song is just amazing. And also BAP's That's My Jam is the best party song ever. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, this one's great. I have a few and I'll just try to go through them rapid fire. Let's Go Together by Pentagon. It's off their Positive mini album. The whole mini album's really good, but it's called Positive, so think positive thoughts, everyone. The song is really uplifting, and it's bubbly and happy, and I really love Yenan's line, so that one's a good one. Another one by Pentagon is Like This, and that one's message is a bit different. It's more like, wait and see me reach my full potential. I'm working toward it. It will come type of a song. So that one's really uplifting. It Takes Time by Loco. That one's more of a comforting song, I guess, than uplifting. Like, it takes time. Everything's good, you know? Power by EXO always gets me super hyped up. I really love it, and it makes me just, like, want to jump around. I love that one. It's so good. Right? Okay, I feel like nobody else liked that song. <laughs> I thought it was great. Yes. Yeah, music same. video is also great. Yeah. Also bit, I agree. Yeah. Another one I want to mention quick is actually an OST by Monsta X. It's called The Tiger Moth. And I really, really love that song. There's a lot of guitar in it. And Kihyun's voice is just really great in that one. And it's just a really powerful song. Another one I want to mention quickly is Healing by Seventeen. It's super bubbly and feel good. And then the last one I want to mention is Breathe by Lehigh. And it's just, it's a good reminder to breathe and that you're going to do fine and it's okay to make mistakes. And I really love that one. And that one has been a source of strength for me in difficult times. So I hope some of these songs can do that for you guys too. And also we will have a playlist of whatever songs we can find that were just mentioned right now. So yeah, Onyx, you want to give us the answer to last week's trivia question? Yeah, last time I asked, on April 11th, 1992, this legendary group had their television debut on an NBC music show, but do you know who they are? The answer is Sotejian Boys. Did you know? Uh, let's move on to the songs of the day. So today, April 26th, in 2011, Oktal, also known as Rooftop Moonlight, released their very first album, 28, 
There isn't actually a music video for any particular single from this album, but if you go to Oktal's official YouTube channel, you can find a playlist with the entirety of this album just right there, and it is wonderful. Very relaxing, and I would highly recommend you check them out. And also today, in 2013, N-Train released their third and sadly last EP called N-Train, with the single Come Back To Me. But it's really upbeat and very early 2010s sounding. <laughs> and it's very sad that not long after this release, the group disbanded, but you should still go and listen to it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then be sure to like, follow, subscribe, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or find more of our content, then you can follow us on our Twitter, at KpopSunbase, or on our Tumblr pages, which will be in the show notes, along with the sources used for this episode. Also in the show notes will be a link to the Spotify playlist with as many releases as mentioned in this episode that we can find. You can expect our next episode to come out on May 10th, 2020, so please be on the lookout for that. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong.